Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. Cash call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, back for another week. Welcome, everybody. We're live on Facebook now, and Brian Curtis and I are just, you know, talking about what old men talk about, which is the weather. Um, you know, Brian, I have a public service announcement that I want to talk about today. And, you know, as, as everybody here listens, knows, you and I have our own respective coaching companies uh, and so we have a, you know, we have a, a group uh, within my coaching company. And what just happened is we had a client who reached out and they had an ISA that was in the training with us. They said, hey, you know, my ISA really isn't showing up to the training because they said that they're too advanced for it. Uh, and, uh, you know, they said that, you know, it's not really teaching them anything. And this is really for people that have never, don't know how to make a phone call. <laughs> so... I, I'm like, wow, you know, I take that personally and I really care that value gets imparted to people and that we make an impact in people's businesses. And we absolutely never want to take a dollar if we aren't imparting value to somebody. So I, I go into the I go into the folders and I start listening to some of the recorded calls from this particular ISA. And they are, you know, I would say not the worst I've ever heard. Uh, but they are in the bottom 20% of, of wow. conversations that I've listened to. And so bottom 20%, right. Thank you. Samantha Grave just said she's been doing this for 20 years and she always takes something away from, from cash call. So literally this ISA is like in the bottom 20%, but goes back to their manager and says, oh, you know, this training is beneath me. I'm too good for this kind of stuff. And of course the client who who isn't really paying attention to what the ISA is doing or how they sound is like, oh, well, I definitely should stop paying for that if it's not any good and not making an impact. The reason that I'm giving this public service announcement is because I'm sure you've run into this, Brian, where an agent thinks that they are way better than they actually are. And until you listen to what the hell they're doing, neither you or that agent figures out how actually terrible they are or even ISAs who don't realize how terrible they are. And you have managers or owners or team leaders who really don't pay attention and don't get into the trenches and just leave it up to them. But somehow mysteriously, that ISA doesn't show up with results. So from, this is my PSA for all my team leaders yeah. and broker owners out there. Go inspect, get in there, look into the guts. What were you gonna say, Brian? Well, I was just gonna say in the last two years, I'm not saying it took no skills, but basically I've been saying this now for a couple of months for the last couple of years, basically people were just beating on the door saying, please sell me a house, please sell me a house, please sell me a house. And so what I want all the team leaders who, and what Dale said is understand that that's over. Um, you know, that we still don't have hot markets. We we're still in a seller's market, but your skill set needs to increase significantly to have success today than just 90 days ago, in my opinion. And I think Dale probably agrees with that. So if you're just looking at results, great. You were getting awesome results for the last two years. I would buckle down and make sure because as things get harder, 
as, as scripting becomes more important, as dialogues become more important, as the ability to close becomes more important, you start seeing your numbers dip. And by the way, don't wait for your numbers to dip. Check it out now. Go listen to calls for the last 30 days. And I'm not saying all of them. We don't have that kind of time. But pick 10, 15, 20 calls randomly and listen to them. So, for example, I'm going to play a call today. And we're under contract on the house that they called about. Do I think it was a good call? No. <laughs> You're like, by the grace of God, we sold the house, not based on your sales skills. Yeah. And right. I think Dale, Dale hasn't listened to the call, but I think he'll agree with me when we listen to it. <laughs> That's funny. Listen, man, I want to just share what we talked about back in the green room before we went live with Cash Call, which is you said, man, I want to buy every LSA lead I possibly, I want to dump tons of money into Google LSA in my market. I can't buy anymore because there aren't any more. And I, I want to point this out, Brian, this is really important for listeners to understand. Now, if we have a lot of solos here and they're not doing a bunch of spend, not you're not going to feel the pain yet. But I work with teams who can't buy any more Zillow. I work with teams who can't buy any more PPC, right? People who can't buy any more LSA because the market is, the, there's only so much to go around. And the, the longer we go with this internet and marketing game, and the longer that there are companies out there teaching Tom, Dick, and Harry how to buy leads and how to do marketing and spend money on that, the pool will get smaller and smaller and smaller. That means your skill set has to increase. We had a, call, answer a question, question that, that Stacy asked. So Stacy asked, what is LSA? I apologize. So I, I, I coach agents all the time. Don't use lingo. And I understand that not everyone's going to know the lingo. So LSA stands for local service ad. So if you Google real estate in whatever market you're in, so real estate, Denver, Colorado, what you'll see is three agents pop up on the top of your screen. And that is a Google local service ad. Yeah. And that it's relatively new. And the availability of those ads to purchase are, you know, varying levels of limited in, in markets. But, and, and let me give you an idea what that looks like. I spent, I set my ad at eight, my spend at $8,000 a month. Okay. Last month I spent 194 dollars, so, 194 dollars. Yeah. Yes. Where they had, where Google had the opportunity to take 8,000 from you. I've been thrilled if I, if I had spent $8,000, I had the best month of my life. <laughs> but unfortunately, they just didn't have them to sell to me. So, you know, and it's a very competitive space. It's not like you can't lock it out. So Google, the way they buy, it's a little bit different. So, you know, there's probably 30 agents in my market buying Google local service. So I'm competing against all of them. And, and I've got 200 ads or 200 plus reviews. I've got the, I'm at 4.9 stars. I'm doing all the right, all the right things. And I still could only buy, you know, 10 10 of them a month. So yeah. just understand. And that's another reason to make sure you don't screw one up when you get it right. because they're really strong leads, but you don't get enough of them. So when you get them, make sure you don't screw them up. Yep. So let's, uh, why don't we listen to that? You know, since we're on okay. that topic, let's go ahead and listen Absolutely. to that call. All right. And this is a really long call. So we'll fast through for part of it. When I say long call, it's a long call for us. Um, it's 14 minutes long. So it's not something we're going to sit and listen to the entire thing. We'll fast forward through part of it. So, all right. Um, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me, Dale. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, my Hi. name is uh, Tracy. My name is Tracy Stewart. And uh, I'm checking in on realtors because we'd like to sell our house kind of as soon as possible. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Where are you guys located? 
Oh, okay. If you guys served, I thought you it said your advertisement, uh, Bella Vista. So it's interesting. So this is something to understand. So we run Google LSA in about 15 cities. So I'd never heard someone say that before. He expected to know, for that agent to know that it's in Bella Vista. So just a heads up on that. Like they may, you know, they may expect you to say, oh, I'm, you're in such and such city. Well, if you like me, I mean, I have a bunch of tiny little cities all around and we have to work them all or otherwise we're going to go broke because there's just not enough to do one city. So yeah. just something to yeah. keep in mind. Well, so Brian, so Brian, let's, uh, let's talk, uh, talk about, oh, sorry, here, maybe, there we go. We're good. Let's talk about this. So how will you <coughs> change it? Oh, gosh. <coughs> Jeez. How will you change your scripting to accommodate for that known possibility, which is that this lead can have a misperception based on the way Google has positioned you? You know, all I would want to say is, hey, this is Brian Curtis, Curtis Realty Group. I'm a local agent. How can I help? So I want them to say I'm a local agent. At least they go, well, you're not in this city. I'm like, well, we work all of these cities because that's the way real estate works in our market. You know, like if you live in Denver, you don't need to necessarily work 20 cities around there because Denver is huge, you know, or, you know, Philadelphia now, but most people in Philadelphia probably don't work Philadelphia. They work little tiny, you know, cities around there or little towns around that. So I think yeah. adding local agent is is a valuable piece of information there yeah so what i'm thinking is when she went to ask her question which is so where where are you guys at where are you, where do you live or whatever it was right i think maybe she could just preface it so part of the scripting might preface it hey you know we serve six different cities uh, in this area where's your home located sure and, and another way around that actually is hey if you don't mind what's your address because now I don't actually have to say, the person is not going to say, well, you should know my address. They're going to say, hey, it's such and such address, 123 Main Street. And you might have to say, hey, we worked in several cities in that area. What's the thing? So well, Shelly Miller, Miller messaged that in instead of asking where you're located, ask for the address. There you go. Look at that. There you go. Now, I don't know who said it first, whether it was Sherry or you or Sherry. I don't know. Shelly. Brilliant yeah. minds think alike. How about there that? There you All go. Right. Look at that. We've been we've been preaching to this crowd long enough that they're giving us advice. I like it. All right, here we go. Awesome. Uh, seven okay. Watson Lane, actually. Seven Watson. I'm actually represented a buyer on Watson, so I am familiar with the street. So I like that, by the way. You know, just just pure coincidence. I mean, in Bella Vista, where this house is, you're you might have fifty houses on a street. Like it's not it's not built this the way it's built so saying hey i've actually represented that's a good thing building a little rapport some yeah. credibility so i actually really like that she said that and then and then it turns and no. and when you guys say fast like what kind of timeline are you thinking about well as fast as you know reasonably possible yeah so our just to give you a little bit about um my uh resume i actually All right, pause. no wait pause Pause. Before she even does this, man, can I just give a PSA here? Don't start selling. Why are you selling? Why are you pitching? You don't need, this person is already sold. Just finish doing your discovery work. You, you don't need, you know, you're selling past the sale right now is what's going on. I agree. And um, it's just funny as I listen, you know, just like you, Dale, I listen to calls and I'm like, all right, I got to call this guy or I got to email this person or I got to give him feedback. That's exactly my same thought. Like, you don't have to pitch. 
you don't, we're not, we're not there yet. Make an appointment. This person, and again, understand the intent of the lead when they call. Google local service for those of you who are currently using them. They're pretty high intent leads. They Googled, I need a real estate agent in Denver, Colorado. Like, it's not like they said, they just stumbled across your ad on Facebook. They had intent. And so this person wants to sell their house. And so uh, you don't need to pitch on the phone. I completely agree with that. Um, And so, yeah, please don't do that. Yeah, actually, Brian, can we, um, do you want to keep listening to this or can we sort of pause from the recording? Because I want to expand on this topic with people just so that they really understand it, because I don't know if they definitely understand what we're saying when we say don't pitch right now and that you aren't ready to pitch right now. So everybody watching this right now, both Brian and I have the experience to hear the fact that that pitch that she started going into was unnecessary and was premature. And yes. I'll just tell them why I feel that way. And then you can mirror, you know, mimic that or give your own insight too. Here's why I think it was too early and, and that it was unnecessary. <clears throat> As Brian said, the intent, the guy came in saying, I want to sell my house and I want a real estate agent who can sell my house. What that means is he's already under the presumption that we are real estate agents who can sell his house and he feels like he would use us. Okay. So he's already there and we don't need to start doing pitching. She asked a really good question when she asked how, when you say fast, how quickly do you mean? And he said, well, as you know, as quickly as, as you know, makes sense or whatever he said. Right. So he kind of qualified it. She could have just continued with her discovery. Okay, great. So if we sold your home in the next, I don't know, week or two, would you be able to be packed and ready to move in 30 days? Would that work for you? Right. So we just continue with the discovery. And even with that discovery question, I then reinforce the fact that we are very skilled and knowledgeable and experienced agents because we can get it done that quickly, just based on the nature of my question. Absolutely. And so, you know, and it's funny because, you know, we talk about this all the time. You call you when someone gives you, you know, you call it follow the no. So I'm going to I'm going to reinvent this. I just made this up. In this situation, we need to follow the yes, okay? Right. So, you know, and, and I just made that up. Feel free to I like trademark. That. I will, but, I will put a, I'm going to put a Brian Curtis underneath uh, that. Okay. But here, here's the thing. So, hey, Mr. Seller, you know, it's just for, just so my understanding, what do you consider quick? Are you talking about a week, two weeks, a month? You know, what, what do you consider? Oh, you know, we just want to get it sold as quickly as possible. Well, perfect. With that in mind, the next step for me, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I want to make sure we're taking care of this. Why don't I set up a time to come look at your house? Because obviously it's, it's a high urgency situation for you. I want to come look at your house because that's really the next step. So, you know, when would you be available? I have time even today or tomorrow, which of those works better for you? And Again, I'm not going to do that if somebody doesn't say, I want to sell my house. Like this guy has got high intent. You know, there's a thing in, and Dale kind of mentioned it. Don't talk past the close. There's no reason. And and ultimately, don't, yeah, don't, not don't sell it. past the sale. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to play this part because I want to, again, there's some, there's a lot, this 14 minute call. We don't have time for all that. But one of the things she starts talking about is the commission. Oh my God. Okay. But before we get to that, before we unpack that. I, okay, we just talked about not selling past the sale, how her pitch, how, let me tell you how great I am. Let me tell you how I'm going to do a great job for you. That was a pitch that totally unnecessary. She didn't need to go there. And I want to give everybody listening a little bit of an advanced tip. 
if you find yourself in a situation where you feel in a sale, where you feel that you need to pitch, where you need to say, well, Brian, let me tell you how I can serve your needs, or Brian, let me tell you about my company and what we do and how we, how we provide results for you, whatever, that's a pitch, right? If you find yourself where you need to do that, this is your advanced tip. First, find out what Brian thinks he wants in an agent, okay? Do that first before you start pitching, and that would probably sound like this. Brian, have you thought about what's important to you about the agent you list your home with or the company you list your home with? Brian, have you ever worked with a listing agent and how was your experience? Is there anything you'd change about that, right? This is advanced tip, everybody. If I know I'm going to pitch the guy, find out what the hell he wants to hear before I pitch him. It, it, it's always funny. And so I 100% agree. So we we use a thing we call um, basically a, it's a buyer information form, which is basically it's a, it's discovery. And I, I tell agents when you're because the way we do our business, we have lead day. So basically for somewhere between two and five days a month, you get leads, you're on call and that's a day you've got to be on. So I say, look, when you're on lead day, keep this thing in front of you. I'm not saying you got to fill it out for every single person, but yeah. what you want to do is just kind of use it as a checklist. One of our questions on there is what are you looking for in an agent? Why do we ask that? Well, there's a ton of reasons. And I love what Dale said. You know, we actually create objections sometimes where we didn't need to create objections. So, you know, for example, if somebody says, you know, what's your commission, then I, I need to answer that question, but I'm not going to talk about it until I need to. As a matter of fact, if, Unless I'm asked that question, and I will answer that question, honestly. But you know when I answer that question? After I've taken a tour of the house, after I've done a CMA, after I've shown all my marketing, and it's about on page three of my listing agreement. And here's my commission pitch for all those of you guys wonder what that is. Hey, so we charge 6%. We offer 3% to any other agent in any other brokerage who sells your house, and, and, we, and our company makes 3%. That's the entire thing, by the way. That's it. And by the way, why don't I get a lot of commission objections? And I'll tell you why, because I don't emphasize it. So many agents create commission objections by going, hey, by the way, this, 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 this. And the guy's like, huh, maybe I can ask about commission because this person really seems to think all we're doing is creating an objection where they don't exist. I'm not saying that we, I never get a commission objection, yeah. but I get them significantly less than I see on online. And that's because by the time I talk about commission, we've built tons of rapport. I've shown them tons of value. They want to work with me. And they're like, yeah, this, you know, 6%, great, whatever. It works. Yeah. Stop creating objections where they don't need to exist. Excellent. Can we listen to her? I want to hear, I want to hear where the train goes off the tracks here. So you want to listen to, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back. Can we? I want to hear where she brings up commission, man, because like signed a photographer schedule, photoshops, and then going live. And uh, I'm pause it and reshare and sound. Okay, I was trying to find out where it was because I had fast forwarded it already. So bear with me; we might be a little bit out of sync. Turnaround in terms of getting a listing agreement signed, uh, photographer scheduled, photo touch ups, uh, and then going live. And um, are you guys, do you currently live in the home? Yes, I do. Okay. This was what I was going to ask you if it scares you off, but me and my wife are separate. I fast forwarded too far, so. Dude, you want to sell you your house? Sell your house? <laughs> Nothing scares me off. 
well there is that and she didn't she wasn't scared i'll give her that um and yeah i'm a great listing agent and i charge six percent that's so that i'm able to pay the buyer's agent you know they're the ones that bring us all the buyers three percent and then the other three as well as all the photographs mls listings we list across the multiple listing service Zillow, Realtor.com, Op City, Redfin. Brian, this is what I call the full Monty. You remember that movie, (laughs) The Full Monty? I do. About about a male review where you expose your bits, right? (laughs) She just did the full Monty. She just opened the the trench coat and was like, check it out. What do you think about this for 6%? Oh, God, please don't do that. Well, and, and and I'm I'm if Dale wants me to play more, I'll play more. But here, <laughs> <I wanted laughs> to hear it. <laughs> here's why that's so important though. Because first of all, she she didn't create an objection, but she could have created an objection. That that's mm-hmm. a very possible big possibility. And here's the thing: we're yeah. talking about our price. And, and how many how many times do you hear this? And, and this frustrates me when I'm listening to phone calls. Hey, what do you charge for commission? And the agent will dodge it. Well, I don't want to tell you that until I see your house. Okay, great. And then they ask again, what do you charge for commission? Well, before I show you my thing, I would, you know, there's all these different scripts. This guy didn't ask and we see. And so 99% of agents are afraid to even mention it. I will say this. She wasn't afraid to mention it. That being said, I don't want to tell somebody what I charge until they know what I'm, what I'm giving them. Yeah, man. Now, yeah. So anyway, and, I, and I know and, I'm monopolized call today but it's no it's, i think this is important man like this is this is the kind of thing that we need to unpack and there's a lot to this we you know you and i hear these calls in a different way than probably a lot of our listeners do you and i have the depth of experience to hear oh, oh, so many better ways to go about this and the, this is a teaching tool so a lot of these people listening to cash call probably don't have the experience that we have and i know that people I, people tell me all the time they take these recordings and they play this stuff for their sales team so me and you are coaching these sales teams out there right now we don't know who they are but we're helping them out and they don't hear these calls the way they, they do so i think it's really important that we unpack it good and, and you know go ahead here's another thing by the way if somebody asks for an appointment, which this guy did, he didn't say, please, I'd like an appointment. Schedule the appointment. Schedule the appointment. <laughs> this guy was like, I want to sell my house. Show me where to go and how to do it. Uh, and then she proceeded to narrowly avoid losing this uh, in multiple ways, I would say. And, and and so this is, we talked about this at the very front end when we were, when we were kind of prepping this thing. And so this call came in on May 6th. And by the way, this house is under contract three days ago. So it, 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 it makes my point that we're in my market. Clearly you still don't have to be really, really skilled. And, and the funny thing is this agent's a good agent. Um, obviously I have some things I want to talk to this individual about and, and push them up, but, but here's my point. Six months from now, this call will get hung up on and will not close. This and that's what objected I to. It'll get objected yeah. to hung up on. Uh, they'll say, thanks. We're talking to a few other agents right now. Yeah, and actually he does. And honestly, the thing that saves this deal is 
his wife, they're getting divorced. That was another thing, you know, I think we heard that, um, you know, are you scared away by that? The answer, by the way, is always no. Um, she can always fire somebody if it becomes too much of a train wreck. Right. Yeah. And the, you know, so, oh no, you know, we're not scared away with that, but we've got to make sure that, you know, in this situation in which doesn't get done very well, it gets done well enough. Again, we close this or what's pending. Um, how am I going to get your wife's signature? Mm-hmm. In the state of Arkansas, I can't speak for every state. Whether whether she's on the deed or not in the state of Arkansas, we have dowry rights, and therefore she owns half this house, and he can't sell it without her. And he kind of brings it up a little bit, but she didn't. So understand your skill set. Hey, absolutely, I completely understand. Let me ask you this, by the way. So I, I'm sorry you're going through a divorce. You know that's never fun for anybody. With that in mind, I'm going to need your wife's husband's significant other signature as well. Um, how how should I? go about doing that would it be best for the three of us to meet together or do you want me to contact her directly what works best in this situation so. yeah <clears throat> exactly uh by the way uh, so we have a couple of comments and you can read those brian real quick though what what you just brought up uh everybody listening you need to know in your state in your municipality whether or not you need the signature of a divorced party right so here you don't if you're on deed if you're not on the deed or the title you don't have ownership in it um, so, but in the state of Arkansas, you do. So I just realized, you know, do, do every one of your agents know that do, I don't know if every one of the agents of the teams we work with our coach know that stuff either in their own market. And that's something to know. Kind of a funny story along those lines. I was at closing one time and the guy says to me halfway through the closing, we're sitting at the table. He goes, yeah, I got married yesterday. Oh man. <laughs> Literally stopped the closing, called his now wife, say, I need you to show up at closing. We had to stop the closing in the middle of the closing because again, his wife had to sign paperwork. Wow. And, yeah. So these are important things to know to Dale's point. Um, that's only yeah. happened to me once. You know, and I knew they were together. I met them. We should we looked at houses together. It wasn't a mystery, but basically. The guy got married the day before he was selling his house, and now his wife needs to sign the paperwork. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't happen in my market, but I think that's a lesson for everybody listening. We have people from all, all over the place in all sorts of different markets, and in Canada, hi to my Canadians, uh, know, what hey. your, know what your laws are. Yeah, so I'll read, uh, you You said that. Um, I, I love, I'm going to read Sherry's comment again. Instead of asking where you're located, ask for the address. I thought that was a perfect comment. I thought that was amazing. And then Mike Robbins says, in this call, Mike Robbins says, in this call, set the appointment first, then ask discovery second. And I agree with that. So let's talk about this real quick, Dale. Um, high intent calls, your Zillows, your sign calls, your realtor.coms. Anytime the phone is ringing on your end, these are high intent calls. And if somebody says, hey, the first thing that we should do, in my opinion, is set an appointment. So for example, Zillow. So hey, Zillow connected me, said you're interested in 123 Main Street. Be happy to set up a time to work for, to, to take a look at that. Would that work best for you today or tomorrow? Yep. You know, I like alternate closes yep. and I think that works really well in this situation. Great, great Mike or Bob or Fred. I don't remember the guy's name. It doesn't really matter. I just, you know, the, really our next step. And it sounds like you're really motivated. And I want to make sure that we get this done for you as quickly as possible. When would it be best for us to meet? I could meet today or tomorrow. Which would the, were those would work better for me? And then I'll ask you a few other questions after that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a perfect script right there. What, what you just said. Uh, that was the same one that I was thinking of, which is. Hey, great. Thanks for reaching out to us. 
what we'll do is set a time for me to come and see your home, talk to you about selling your home, uh, and then I'll ask you a few questions. So uh, are you able to meet this week? Would Tuesday or Thursday work better for you? Straight to the appointment. Absolutely. And, and again, now let's let's flip this on its head for a second since we're talking about this. If I get a Facebook lead, that's not the script I'm looking at. <laughs> no. Like and I'm very and I'm kidding, but I'm not. So, you know, a Facebook lead comes in and I'm gonna say something like, Hey, Brian Curtis Curtis really group. I saw that you were doing some some searching on our website. Out of curiosity, are you looking to make a move soon or are you just window shopping? So notice there was no question whatsoever about, hey, when do you want to meet? When do you want to meet? There's a really good chance it was two o'clock in the morning, they couldn't sleep and they're clicking on pictures and they're like, Whoa, you know, meet people where they're at and understand that each lead source has a slightly different intent. Yeah. You know, it's funny, man, is we're going to have to start reworking this because I started using window shopping probably six years ago. Uh, and I know Robbie T uses a very similar version of that. Um, so he's, pro, you know, they're programming that into all sorts of um, into all sorts of uh, CRMs and and things like that. You're using it. We're training it. We say it on here all the time. So what's going to happen is window shopping is going to be proliferated out into the entire market. So, you know, I'm just looking around the corner. I think we're going to have to, you know, individually kind of change that up because with so many teams in individual markets, buying the same PPC, internet leads, yada, 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 and using very similar language in our marketing, our drip automations, <clears throat> people are going to start picking that up. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's, uh, you know, it's funny, when I used to work in another sales job, one of the things that would start happening is I would say a thing or somebody else would say a thing. And a week and a half later, every single salesperson was saying it. And it was crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can remember our sales manager standing in front of us going, we're not saying this anymore. Stop saying this. <laughs> <laughs> Literally one person, everybody's kind of liked it. And, and, you know, so we've got to be careful of that. And that's, that's very interesting. And by the way, be careful of your own stuff. Like, uh, you probably heard me say this before, but I say out of curiosity, arguably too much. And, yeah. and I'm aware of that. I've been working on it. And, you know, I've, I can say it twice in conversation. And after that, it becomes a redundancy in graffiti. I've noticed people uh, re referring to the Brian Curtis out of curiosity. I, I, I've been hearing it a lot more frequently. Really? So you're, okay. you're having an impact out there. All right. Well, and maybe we need to go with what specifically. That's another great one that works along those lines. Those are all NLP things, by the way, for those I, of you who are NLP nerds. I just typically, I don't even use any kind of preface statement. I just ask my question. Do you know what I mean? So, and I think that that has a tendency. It certainly works, um, you know, in faster, more urban markets. And I think that maybe. East Coast. In, what's that? <laughs> East Coast. Yeah, East Coast uh, and urban markets. Uh, and I think that, you know, in some of the Southern slower markets, it's, uh, you know, probably better to use some like softening, prefacing sorts of words and phrases. Yeah. Hey, if you don't mind, I got a couple of quick questions for you. By the way, that's another thing that didn't happen that I noticed in this call and I noticed in another call I list. Don't ask permission. Tell people what you're going to do, especially if you're five minutes into a phone call. So here's what we're going to do next. Not if it's okay with you. No, we've we've established rapport. We've built this up. I'm in charge now. We're, we're working together. I, I've paced you. We're on the same page. Now I'm going to lead you. Yeah. So what we're going to do next is this and this and this. And if that doesn't work for that person, they'll object. They'll say, oh, no, that doesn't work for me. So 
remember in the front end, we're, we're building that rapport. We're, we're pacing, you know, we're, by the way, when I mean pacing, we're modeling what they're saying so that they're feeling comfortable with us. And then we're going to lead. And, and that's when sales becomes really good is when we're going to lead. So anyway, okay. Dale, that's what I got today. And I'm sorry that yeah. I took all our time, but no, I think I, it was a good call. Not at all, man. Great call. I think everybody got a lot out of this. And uh, so uh, everybody listening, we're going to have a special guest next week, Sherry Johnson. Uh, who nice. is a coach and trainer uh, and is really big in the Berkshire Hathaway space. Um, she's she's deep, deep in there. And uh, she's going to come in and talk to us. She's really... Um, uh, an expert in lead generation and lead conversion and marketing, you know, a lot of the sort of personal marketing space. So she's going to come and talk to us. And, you know, uh, Brian, um, I've been working to get some additional guests in here that can, can talk with us about on the lead generation side, right? Lots of different ways about lead generation. <clears throat> what I'm noticing, and I know we have to end, what I'm noticing is that a lot of agents and small teams out there um, do not have their lead generation dialed in. Uh, and, you know, they just get overwhelmed by choice and they end up spending a whole lot of money on low quality lead sources and then um, don't understand, you know, why they struggle. So I think that bringing in some additional methodologies for people to, to take from and learn from can help them. I think that's amazing. And I, and I look forward to hearing from Sherry next week. I'm excited about that. So awesome. Thanks cool. for setting that up. Yeah, man. All right. Great seeing you, Brian. Everybody, thanks for joining Dale and Brian for Cash Call. Thanks, everybody.